I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Mammology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. And this week, we would love to celebrate Aaliyah Henry. Aaliyah is the principal of the Henry Group, and she is passionate about the issues of homelessness, education, women, and children, is also a very strong nonprofit advocate. So thank you, Aaliyah, for being our Mahogany Mom of the Week. Congratulations, sis. So, as you know, okay, we know school's back in session. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> is uber excited. But if you are looking for STEM activities for your five and up year old for after school or on the weekends, look no further than Hack Electronics. Located near downtown Dallas and Fair Park, Hack makes STEM learning cool and affordable. Check out their classes at www.hakelectron. I-C-S dot com. That's hackelectronics.com. And use the code word MOMOLOGY, M-O-M-O-L-O-G-Y, at checkout to receive a 10% discount. And this will, of course, be all in our show notes. So don't you be typing and driving. Definitely check it out. It's a very, very cool program if you are in the Dallas area and have had the opportunity to witness his activities and phenomenal stuff. love him love him like man sometimes i get jealous like, <laughs> i, I want right. to go mainly like, it's i want to do it's it. more adults involved than actual kids <laughs> when he be I'm like wow like let them oh put the screw like my bad in. son i'm sorry you you register okay <laughs> your time has passed folks <laughs> yeah you can go to work now so but now nah, definitely check it out and now on to the show all right so if you've watched the 2019 BET Awards or you've even seen snippets of it via YouTube or social media, you've heard of uh, Tyler Perry's inspiring speech as the icon of the year for the BET Awards and how certain people's influence and seat at the table helped him helped him present the opportunity to help someone cross. So he said, when I built my studio, I built it in a neighborhood that is one of the poorest neighborhoods in Atlanta so that young black kids can see that a black man did that and they can do it too. Mm. I was trying to help somebody cross. So today we are discussing why his speech was so moving and its relevance in our motherhood and personal professional journey. And so I will definitely splice in certain quotes that he had during his speech that I think was pretty relevant to our topic today and because he said a whole word it was it was church it because I wasn't even ready for it neither was I and you know what I legit listened to it like four times last night you had to yeah and so we will be doing a, a lot of dissecting and obviously you know existential conversation about it <laughs> yeah no and I'm not but, you know I, I kind of started off as a Tyler Perry fan and then after all, I was like nah bro I'm good off you like I'm good I'm good and then he got on that stage and I was like man well you've got to respect him as I a res- businessman I and do and you look at it but like he, that he broke it down the way that he did mm-hmm. and I was like and you, you right, know what dog, you so right yeah like 
as yeah. a business person, as a successful person, you're definitely going to have people that either love you, love you, love your content, love your product, or Absolutely. don't. Absolutely. You know? But at the end of the day, you can still respect him as a business person and, and the success that he has maintained to this point. Very true. Very so. true. Um, I definitely think in this era of, you know, we there's other artists who have talked about, or we use this terminology of getting a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we've forgotten our journey is a product of someone helping us cross as we are also to help other people cross. And that was like, I feel like my overall scope of what he was saying, he being Tyler Perry was saying, was that he took it from a whole historical perspective. I know we're going to break it down even further, but he took it from a whole historical perspective of this is the journey. It was because someone else brought me to here. Now I'm helping other people get to here and then further and beyond. So that's... Um, sure. Where and I was the, thinking and, from it. And, and the way he even got there, he talks about in the speech, basically when he's sitting down as a five-year-old, that's his motivation mm-hmm. to be the person that he is today. So mm-hmm. he describes the use of laughter to transition out of that pain, that sorrow, that sadness mm-hmm. when he was a five-year-old sitting playing match cards and listening to his mom and friends, you know, play cards on Friday and he, what he said, and quote, you know, I didn't know I was in the master class of my life, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that just that moment as, as a child, or the recurrency of meeting and sitting down with the older women, um, it was his motivation and his passion to do something that likely increased his reaction to perform or to even help somebody. And even to that. That starting point when he's talking about sitting with the other women and sitting and playing cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought about when I was a kid and my mom would teach how I learned math or multiplication was by playing dominoes with my mom and my aunt. Some of y'all moms need to go get your domino skills up because. <laughs> I know you ain't finna talk about me. Oh, I wasn't talking about. Uh, you. Okay, I'm like, oh sis, I know you. I know you know how to throw down. I know you know how to throw bones. I'm not <laughs> Tasha over here about to get the knife out on me. But no, I wasn't talking about you, sis. No, 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 I was no. talking about I the can. folks listening on, on the freeway. But what I'm getting at is, it's the whole like that experience. As it's not like this. Oh, we went to Paris and we went and saw this and the stamps and the. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with going to Paris or anything like that. But it's this. This, what you don't think is an experience, is the experience. It is, it is a, an experience. You, do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's like, a, in his case, and we're kind of dissecting him, yeah. it's his childhood memory. Yeah. Like, we all have a childhood memory. Personally speaking, I used to go to the park every Saturday. Every Saturday. Okay. And that is a childhood memory of mine, not only to a little bit bond with my father, mm-hmm. but just to experience, you know, have that social skills mm-hmm. and, and learning, you know, of trying to interact and deal with, with other children. So I look at that as, I mean, it, the same thing for him, how he interacted with one elders, how he just kind of sat back and listened because as a child he had to, you know Yeah, because I mean? them stories was like flying. Yeah, yeah, right, back and forth. And he the saw the He saw the interaction, the camaraderie mm-hmm. behind the women, 
even though he lived, essentially, if you if you listen, and I also listened to his masterclass, he lived in a state of abuse. He lived abuse. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of folks can find just that little bit of joy in in maybe if if they are in a state of unhappiness or if they're in a in a, a tumultuous state That's right so now. True. Yeah. Hmm. So definitely, yeah, the childhood memories. Um, yeah, are a, a nice. And I kind of went on a tangent. Huh? No, 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 I was going. I with think that. it's very no. It's very. <laughs> it's like I don't know it's where rele- I was going. No, no, it's relevant in in terms of helping someone cross because you're taking a memory of joy and allowing that to help you later on in life. So let's talk about that. Okay. That idea of helping someone cross speaks into sharing or transferring a load or responsibility with a goal of a positive outcome. Mm, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like, I do. And w- when I do say transferring a load, it doesn't have to be that burden. It doesn't have to have a negative connotation to it. It doesn't, no. You know what it's- I mean? Like, it, to even put it in a very um, small example, um from a mommyhood perspective, okay. say, you know, one mom has trouble picking up her kids, you know, from after school. So she calls on another mom. Hey, can you just help me, you know, pick up so-and-so and I will meet you somewhere. Just that simple act is transferring um, responsibility for a positive outcome, right? It does, the right? Child, the child isn't left you know, and you are not incurring an additional charge maybe if you do after school or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the positive outcome is that, one, my child is being taken. I know when my child is and he's safe and being taken care of. So I look at it And as you have another simple, sister to lean on and or you, whomever. Exactly. And, and exactly. the child gets to have uh, an additional adult figure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as well, too, to lean on. And But when we even talk about it in a professional business standpoint, mm-hmm. in the case of Tyler Perry, you know, he helps someone cross to be financially successful, right? Very true. Because he was hiring a number of us in the studios. Like, they're, um, and I I know she's not a mom, but I'm going to give another example kind of along the same lines mm-hmm. of movie stars and whatnot. I was watching They Ready on Netflix. And no, Netflix is not a sponsor of this show. Um, but as an example, so um, what's her name? Oh, God. Haddish, Tiffany Haddish. Okay. This is her show. And she's putting on these comedians, kind of like a Def Jam comedy jam type of setup, right? And these comedians have been on the circuit for like, let's just say, average 10 to 15 years. But we, we as a whole, as a society, hope probably have never heard of them. And even in Tiffany Haddish's situation, you've probably heard her speak how who helped her cross? Who helped her cross? Do you know? Either it was Tyler Perry and then one other person, wasn't it? Kevin Hart. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart yeah. is the one that essentially helped her, helped her, her cross. cross. You know, when she talks about being homeless and, and sleeping in the car and mm-hmm. Kevin Hart giving her a little bit of money or setting her up helped her cross. When he started putting her on his show that was on BET for a little bit, she had little mm-hmm. sn- snippets and stuff. He helped her cross. So... You know, it's nothing to the individual to just help somebody. And we'll talk about that in and of itself, you know, because 
if if someone is already successful and they're just trying to put somebody on, it's like, okay, well, you know, just that little act of kindness is not going to d- diminish my financial outcome or anything no, like that. You, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. As it shouldn't. So mm-hmm. that's definitely a, a really great example and examples of helping someone cross and then you're turning around and helping someone else cross. Exactly. Is that. Exactly. That's financially, fi- socially. If, if fi- yeah. Because these people would like just have been on the circuit longer than her. And so, and in the comedian so realm. So she's using her platform yeah, yeah. or her seat at the table. Sure. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, because to create her own. I mean, and and shout out to to Wanda Sykes too, because she's also another executive producer of all of this. Okay, for that show, th- to say, hey, okay, these women, let's put them on, and you know, some was hella funny. They probably oh, they probably Extremely are hard. funny. They probably are, but that that that's, goes. But into that's a, my point, that, is, and that even goes into a deeper complex in the even in in the re- in the arena of being a comic. It's hard. It's as, harder. It's, as a, it's harder as a woman to be a comic, mm-hmm. let alone a black woman. You know, I yeah. don't know. I've never seen the show, so I don't know if it's if she's highlighting specifically just African or people um, of color. People of women of color. Women of color. Women okay. of color. Yes. Yeah. But even so, nonetheless, still, it is harder. Yes. It is harder. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, you know, and and jumping back into what Tyler. It, Perry was talking about in terms of how he discusses our successes and survivals contingent on the concepts of people of color reaching back. We've talked about that quite a bit um, already. But when you think about when he's reaching back and when the other examples that we've been using, it's not necessarily has to be your blood relation. No, obviously. Which is fantastic. And also, you know what I mean? You don't, you can help anybody. You don't cross. It doesn't have to just be, you know, pooking them. Exactly. Um, and, and a lot of it, too, is, as Tyler Perry kind of mentioned, a lot of people, as I mentioned about Tiffany Haddish, a lot of these people been acting, been doing things. And just as a general society, we just weren't seeing them. It wasn't put in mainstream media for us to see. Mm-hmm. So because he's, you know, seated at the table in the back room, he's like, wait a minute, Joe Schmo over here doing stuff. Been doing stuff. Why ain't he? Why ain't he on the screen? Okay, you know what? Um, why don't you come over here and and help work work with this? And I know some people may have a a certain opinion about that cliche statement, a seat at the table. Okay, yeah. You know, whereas he talks about forget being a seat at the table. I'm gonna build, build my your own, own table, and that's what he did. Fair. Fair. But he did have a seat at the table, but then he decided, you know, I'm going to go make my seat at the table. Yes. He had to. Yeah. Sometimes you got to. You got to have gotta people make, in all realms, uh-huh. per se. That's what I'm saying. You got to have calculated like Jay-Z moves. example, you know. I know Which some folks, recently? Yeah, because I know uh, folks is feeling some type of, some folks you are, feeling some type of way. You are, We, but we digress. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but I'm using that as an example of, we've got to be in all areas. Yes. Otherwise, how else are you going to get successful, be successful as a right, whole? Right, right. So sometimes someone has to be at the seat of the table. Someone has to be at the seat of the table, but then you know what? I'm going to go take that information and let's go create and go get some wood. Yeah. And get some glue and go build a, and the build tools. a table. And exactly. the tools and go build a table. So when you are at the, the seat at the table. Like, <laughs> we should call the episode seat at the table. When and we not are at the cross. seat at the table, we have the tools, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's you nothing gotta wrong. You got to pass them off to somebody. You don't have to. I mean, you know, yeah. you got to pass them off to somebody who can be a carpenter. 
and build a table. Come on. And then there's someone else who knows how to bring folks to the table. Somebody got to be a promoter. I mean, I'm just saying. You know? I know I'm speaking heavy for some of y'all, but I'm just... But I I hear what he was saying when he said that, but I'm just... I was just like, you know, life is a game of chess. You've got to have the moves. You've got to have the people or the pieces in the right place to, you know, dominate and be the queen. Sorry. All right. No, no. As I talk in analogies, what the hell? The whole whole show is going to be analogies. What the hell? Tasha, if you don't just say a a subject (laughs) and a predicate right now. (laughs) Folks got to pull up. Y'all can't be in rush hour on this one. I don't know. Mm, Pray for y'all on that. But when you think about it, just the whole idea of... You know, let's just bringing it back to biblical okay. biblical terms. Ooh, you know, okay. do unto others as they do unto you. As they do unto you, positive in a positive realm. Let's look at it that way because that can be interpreted. <laughs> it's okay. Many ways, right? So that outcome of just even helping somebody, um, they use psychologists use that term prosociality. Yeah, you know. And that's just doing good to others brings that internal and obvious. There is scientific evidence, evidence, sense, excuse me, of a meaning and purpose oh. of just doing something good for somebody. It is. It makes you feel it good. It makes you feel good, right? You don't need an award. And the a outcome lot of people, doesn't need to be an award. And then when I you, don't think Tyler Perry ever thought, oh, I'm going to get the Icon, be to Icon Award if I go build this studio mm-mm. in the black neighborhood that used to be, what was it, like a Confederate, Confederate Army, Army base. base? Yeah. But at the end of that, he was like, I'm not an icon. Don't look at me as an icon. Look at me as inspiration. Mm-hmm. That's it. And for most part, you know, he was a very much behind the scenes kind of person. Yeah. So we, well, I was going to say, we wouldn't know a lot of the actors that he did put out, you know, Taraji and Idris. Well, Tamala Mann. Tamala, yes. I mean, if you're local, you know them. If you are in the DFDR, you you know of them. But I mean, honestly, I didn't know them in in a different state. You know, he was behind the scenes when, you know, Meet the Browns or all of that was like that just boasted self syndication. I didn't know like it was already syndicated by the time he essentially, you know, started putting it out there. Really? In his oh, listen to his master class. You got to listen to his master class. So he talks about basically how he did it, kind of changed how TV studios come and help shows in the syndication. And listeners, please help me out. But he talked about something like a 90-20 rule that has been incorporated in Hollywood now. Because when he was starting it, he didn't have anything. He produced, um, what was it? Uh, The Pains. Meet the, whatever, The Pains show. yeah, Yeah. He had already had 10 episodes of that already in the bank that was off his money and whatever and so at the time he was saying that's when UPN and the WB they had merged or whatever and became they, the CW, CW. And they became the CMW yeah. and what ended up happening is that they dropped a lot of their, their TV content or they lost a lot of their TV content because of that so now they were scrambling and scrambling um, looking for hey we need we need some shows or whatever and he was like well hey I've got 10 episodes on deck already. I've got a season already, you know, here. And so 
they were like, cool. That's how he got on with them. And so, of course, they renewed him. But from doing that, he was able to negotiate different... um, There were some uh, um, studios that was like, all right, well, I will give you 20. I'll give you 30. And he was like, well, how much is syndication? Syndication is 100 episodes or, you know, or more. And so he was like, well, bump that. I'm going to negotiate for 90 episodes off the top. And so he, being that he already had 10 on deck, 90, 90 it's going to be easy. So, yeah, he was able to create that 90-20. Right? It was like, it was really, it was a really interesting. We're we going to put, we're going to put the. But we're going to put uh, a the, pin the in math. that. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> no, no, no. We, I, I want to put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So that, that will be there for you all if you have not seen the masterclass. I oh, hate me. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm going to go back and look at it. Listen to it. Listen yeah, to I'm going to go back yeah. and listen to it. So we're going to put that in the show notes for y'all. And that was my first master class. On a tangent, that was like my first master class. Because, you know, Oprah be kind of heavy. <sighs> you know, everything is so existential. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I get it, girl. I know. That's why you are Oprah. But, you know, this was my first uh, master class that another I listened to. And I was just on. like. Another person who helps folks sh- cross. I know she's not a mom. From the... And then Gail King. Was it, is Gail King a mom? Yeah. Yeah, she is. Gail King be yeah, she is. Because too. Oprah be talking about her daughter all the time. That's right. The, that Hermes situation. Remember when she was in Paris with Hermes and how they... Was it Hermes? And they wouldn't let her buy the purses and stuff that happened. Oh, yeah. She was with Gail's daughter. I was like... <laughs> let, me be, let me be Gail's daughter. I would be like, you know you done <laughs> fucked up, right? You know? I'd be like... <laughs> Gail's daughter's living life, yo. She living her bestest life. <laughs> Tasha's on one today. Um, <laughs> but we digress. Um, one of the things, too, I think, what as we've kind of discussed, one of the other themes is being intentional, right? I mm-hmm. think some of you guys are picking up on the fact that what Tyler Perry's done, what, you know, various people have done, Oprah, Tiffany Haddish, um, is this intentionality? And I think um, of another, you know, example, you know, if you don't want to use such folks, if you really think about it, is A Different World. The show A Different World was really intentional of helping people cross. Oh, my God, From yes. not just being on the show as actors, but also as an audience. Okay, yes. Right? Because if you yes. think about it, this showcase, which in a fictional way, but the power of and the importance of HBCU. One of the only reasons why I attended an HBCU. I mean, Seriously. I think they're like applications during our time as being Oregon, Oregon Trail generation mm-hmm. either doubled or tripled during that time frame. And in that whole era, that whole 90s era too, because it was, it was a great era for uh, pro-blackness. Mm-hmm. With the television shows and even what they wore on the TV, that would help you just be aware of the the black culture, mm-hmm. HBCUs, hip hop culture, music, mm-hmm. all of that to the bringing that that black American culture to the mainstream in a very positive way. I mean, mm-hmm. the '90s was was a great great time. Early mm-hmm. '90s was a great time for uh, black TV shows. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That definitely helped a lot of people cross, <laughs> even the masses who <laughs> yeah. just didn't, didn't know, know or even uh, have an understanding of the nuances of black culture and how we operate and all that. 
They learned mm-hmm. then. They mm-hmm. learned then. And and that's when basically hip hop started mm-hmm. crossing cultures. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's it's about that. And then also too, not just as we've referenced before, not just having a seat at the table, but working to own the seat. Working to own the table or a table if it's not that one. So, um, like I said, uh, intention out, being intentional. Um, the next big theme I feel like he had was filling a need or a void in what he did, right? Because the need was seeing us on screen, seeing us on television, movies, all of that, seeing us behind the camera, um, producers. Not that we weren't, but, like, he, I feel like he brought to a big a forefront um, being behind the scenes, executive producing, all of that. And that was, that's a need. So he helped fill that through his work, mm-hmm. through buying the studio, buying the land, build the Construction, he probably used 80, 20 rule of minority business owners. Probably. Perhaps. Um, You know, that's, again, filling a need, filling a void because that land was just there, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And then I also want to not only—we're only speaking specifically of Tyler Perry, but also it— it is remiss of us to not acknowledge, like, the other folks who came before him that oh, absolutely. helped. Like, you know, rest in peace the late John Singleton, mm-hmm. who who helped people. You know what I mean? And, and we if it talk wasn't about, for him, then yeah. he would, wouldn't have, you know, and even subsequent. Bef- I was going to say, and even before him, it was Spike Lee. Lee you yep. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and now we've got Tyler and we've got Ava. We've got, oh, who else is the big one? Um there's another one I'm missing. Good well, Lord. Well, Ava's bring, bringing up folks she, all oh, through that Queen Sugar yeah. situation. Oh. So, writers oh, yeah. and stuff you mm-hmm. didn't even know about. Uh, Issa Rae, if you want to, you know, bring yeah. it even more millennial. People so. using their different talents to, like, YouTube and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Again, feeling a void. Mm-hmm. It's the seeing, the seeing of us. Um, I, I was kind of doing some additional research in terms of like, well, what other genres, what other areas that we're seeing people feel a need or a void? And Dr. Lakeisha uh, Hallman, she's the founder of the Village Market ATL. It's a small business platform that offers classes, marketplace, summits, mentorship opportunities for Black businesses. So for a while, and I've noticed this, and it's, it's no shade, but it's just something I just noticed is a lot of Black Chamber of Commerces are geared toward helping, like, more about government contracts and helping businesses set up into those arenas and not your other businesses that aren't really like, oh, I'm not here for the government contracts. Where Lakeisha is seeing that void. And so she's providing classes and doing things that that aren't necessarily available for, I'm just going to say the ATL community Yeah. in this case. I know that there's other great individuals in other cities doing things. I'm just highlighting her because of an article that that I saw. Okay. Um, another example, uh, Mahisha Dillinger, um, the Curls founder, you know, um, 
And it's not that she's on the forefront of women's hair care or anything. I mean, there's others, of course, before her that helped her cross. But where I see where she's helping other businesswomen and businesses cross is her use of social media and her television shows and her masterclasses. It's helping other businesses, small businesses, cross. Like, she's doing live masterclasses about... How do you can change your product look, you know, for example, um, and and help them break through? I think she actually helped, what was it, when we had that, um, when the government had the, not the bailout, um, when they the were shutdown? on the, the, the shutdown. And there was a couple ladies who had like the cheese, not cheesecakes, maybe it was either cheesecakes or pumpkin, some type of dessert <laughs> to your cheesecakes or something and she helped them get hooked up with Oprah and Walmart mm. again she pe- yeah, people yeah. helping other people cross and and she's a mom like five four or five kids so um want to highlight that and then um international wise I'm I apologize I hope I don't mess her name up but go for it okay uh Mrs. Floor Ronuso, um, and I'm not going to pronounce her last name, but she's the national president and lifelong trustee of the Fashion Designers Association of Nigeria. And she's the first female chancellor of the public university in Africa. Hmm. And do you know she's one of the top five billionaires yes, in the world? Yes. I haven't got a chance to read her biography. And I, I don't mean top five black not nah, just in the, I know. Like, everybody. All, all y'all. Like, all of us. Yeah, I was like, and why don't we know more of her? I didn't, like, I didn't know more. You know, I just stumbled upon that. I just was, like, looking because up, like, they, top billionaires. I was like, let me see because what's of course, going on. And you know, the other social media blogs, they look at, you know, the top black billionaire women. And then, of course, you know, and then she popped up. And I was like, well, yeah, she black, but... She's a billionaire, a bond of, of a billionaire of a bill. You know, like she is on the everybody top level. Five. <laughs> top five. She up there with Bill Gates and them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, you you're being a public chancellor, like, and she has other businesses. Right. And she's helping, like, and then she right. just like a Bill Gates, you know, having this fashion institute is helping bring forth, you know, a lot of designers and Af- uh, various. Nigerian, you know, uh, designers and other designers out of Africa as a continent, South Africa, other countries to bring forefront, you know, hey, look at, you know, our culture in terms of what we wear and, you know, making it, I don't want to say, say more mainstream, but more accessible, mm-hmm. more accessible. Mm-hmm. So, again, helping others cross. And she's a mom. I want to say of two, three kids, two at the same token, you know, and has a ministry, you know. Just examples. Mm-hmm. Just examples. Mm-hmm. Um, my other example, you know, we talked about like being intentional and not looking for the reward. Um, locally, um, Chef Cynthia Nevels um, helped and mentored one of actually our guest mammologists. She was uh, on our live episode. Yes, Jerlita McDonald on presenting a, a child care development center business plan to the city of Arlington. Now, Cynthia doesn't run a child care. <laughs> yes, that's what I was like. All. Um, I've I've seen her and I've met her before yeah. when I did my healthcare thing. Yeah, D- Cynthia Neville doesn't run a childcare. 
She runs food trucks. She does other stuff like IT and all that. But they hooked up through mutual friends, like probably Facebook, seeing each other, other, you know, things like that. And Cynthia was like, and this is Cynthia's a mom, and reached out and said, hey, I want to help help you get in front of the city. And I can I can mentor you. I can give you some ideas and, you know, and and bring along the ideas and tools. Here's my toolkit. Because this is information that I've learned being a part of various organizations. I think even um, she was a part of, they call it the Goldman Sachs, like business grant or what have you. So she brought all these tools and helped Jolita present from the city of Arlington. That's awesome. And now she, she's out here locally and then thriving. Now she's, yeah, she's out here doing stuff. And I think she just helped somebody else, actually. She probably if, has. Um, Developed their own child care center. I, yeah. think, I legit, you know, through she has she she has her Facebook her um her business Facebook group, yes. and I think she posted that too. So you know, paying it paying for it. Paying and so I use it. that as a so, local example. You don't have to be this big name top five billionaire. And that and that's <laughs> what I was going to say as well. You know, a lot of people feel like, well, I don't have anything. You know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. I don't have anything to help somebody you know, be better at something or to help somebody cross into something. And that's not true. That's definitely not the case. You may have, um, you may know people, you may have connections, and that's all you need is just that 30-second You're the carpenter. You are the carpenter. You just need Mm -hmm. to put two people together and say, hey, I'm going to introduce you to so-and-so, go forth and prosper. Mm -hmm. And, and And that is your contribution. Plain and simple. So we shouldn't even look at it as as a tangible situation. I don't have any money to provide you with any startup funds. No, you don't have to look at it that way. You mm-hmm. know? No, I'm with you. Definitely. Um, I think I saw a quote one time that your wealth isn't necessarily your bank account, but Ooh. it's your connections. Isn't it? You know? LinkedIn's not a sponsor of this show, but I'm going to tell <laughs> like, you. Like, isn't it? L- link- LinkedIn. Well, LinkedIn you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shut your mouth. But no, definitely, definitely. And, and so you think like, okay, well, I don't have the financial means or whatever, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to help. And it's not in a negative, I'm not saying it in a negative way, like mm-hmm. you're being intentional of not trying to help somebody, but you also want to just have that general thought, like, well, why don't we help each other? Mm. Why are we not helping each other? And so we we want to talk about from a, a psychological standpoint, and this is something that I was reading, and I'll I have that resource in our show notes as well. But it's something called the bystander effect that we talk about. Okay. And so with that, it's it's the presence of bystanders, obviously, mm-hmm. and inhibits or decreases the likelihood of a person helping someone else, helping mm. each other. So the more bystanders there are, the less likely that the person will extend help. And there what? and there's some variables to that. So, you know, like I said, if there's a lot of people just standing around looking at you, mm-hmm. like, okay, so what's your next move? I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna show some sort of intimidation or or and and either fight or flight, you know? <laughs> so hold of on, that's that, a different episode. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, to do that. And when we think about something of either starting a big business or a nonprofit or something like that, it is a very daunting. It, it is a very daunting um, 
thing to pursue. Yeah. So if you have a captive audience just watching you and watching you and just watching you and, you know, from human behavior, you know, some people want to watch you fail, you know, unfortunately. unfortunately, and then really, truly some people that want to see you thrive. So they're just looking to see like, okay, well, what move are you going to make to get you one step closer to being successful? And like I said, the the variables to that, you know, they talk about ambiguity. So a person's perception of how grave the need is. So like I said, you're that individual. Mm. You're that person in the center and everybody's looking at you. And it's like, okay, well, I do want to start a business and there's a whole long laundry list of things to do, but it's like, all right, we need to look at it from one piece at a time, you know, the steps to mm-hmm. success. <gasps> so, do you, so do you feel like people don't, I think I, I see what you mean. I feel like it's people don't see if they will help publicly. And you don't have to. That's yeah. not to say you need to, you know, yeah. help publicly. Your 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 support comes from quiet. I guess not necessarily quietly, but like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's a definitely behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They also talk about cohesiveness. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the likelihood that bystanders will help another based on the fam- uh, the how familiar the person is in need. Right. Mm. So if I really know, like, if I really have a good good friend girlfriend who you know, is trying to start a business. I'm going to support, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's somebody like you you just meet on the street and they're like, hey, I'm starting this business. You know, I'm going to give you a flyer. You want to you wanna just help me spread the word? The or, street hustlers. Yeah, the street hustlers. You're like, nah, dog. You know, but you don't know, you know? Especially if they're mm. given, if they give you a good, you know, 20 second pitch and you're like, well, dang, yo. I was like, well, this is kind of hot, you know? Yeah, yeah. What What's the harm to, you know, forward either on your social media, hey, check this person out, or, you know... Seconds. Give that person, you know, $5 or something like that mm-hmm. to contribute to their cause. Good so, point. So, and then they also talk about the variable... Get your pictures right when you see Tosh. Get your pictures right. <sighs> Oh, please. <laughs> please. And they also talk about the diffusion of responsibility. Okay. The presence of other bystanders leads one to believe that the others will take responsibility, right? Oh? Okay. You know you know what I mean? What no, that means? No. So basically, I'm here, I'm in the crowd, but I ex- you know, I'm not going to help because you have like hundreds of people here already helping you. Oh. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, no, because the next person may have that same thought process, and now no one is helping anybody in the yeah. crowd. It's a diversity of thought. You mm-hmm. want to provide? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see your point. So that's those are some of those variables where mm. people would be like, well, I'm not... I'm not saying they're intentionally or actively, inactively trying to not help somebody. It's like being passive. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. passively not helping. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So what what should someone do or how do you think someone should help somebody cross? And we've touched upon that. Yeah. I mean, I guess for our listeners, you know, what are you doing in your community now that you have a seat at the table? For those that are listening, mm-hmm. right? Um, some people have to think about that. You know, a lot of people are on different boards. 
organizations, yada, yada. And I think as women, as moms, we have to stop and go, okay, I'm now that I'm a member, maybe now I'm an officer, chair, whatever lovely little title it is, what are you doing now that you have a seat at the table? And just to look at it from a more, uh, not everybody can be an officer. Not everybody has oh, yeah. the time to be on the board. You know, as uh, going back to Tyler Perry saying when he was helping the the man cross the street because he was trying to sell candy, like just help your fellow mom, mm-hmm. help her. In the example that I used earlier, just if she's extending just a little bit of help, in in the in the realm of trying to secure transportation for her child from, you know, one hour to the next hour, you know, you're helping her cross by... Helping just, her out. Just helping her out. Yeah. Period. If you have a business, do you have an intern? These are just questions. Mm-hmm. Because um, internships help people cross. Yes it, yes, it does. If you have a business, do you own property in the neighborhood you serve? That may be challenging, depending. Depending. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, there's resources, mm-hmm. you know. But things to things to think about. Um, switching back to kind of to the mother motherhood aspect. Um, you know, you know a soon-to-be mom in the area. What resources have you provided to help them cross into motherhood? Girl, we reiterate it all the time, every time. Look I me, mean, every time, all every the time. time. Get you a mom group. I mean, get you. And if you are, if you are a newly listener to to the show, we feature every week different every- moms moms groups on Wednesdays on our social media. Um, you know, then folks at the baby shower you inviting, you need to, you know. I, I yeah, look at me, yeah. <laughs> like if you are you know what I mean like get you a mom advisory board I don't know what you want to call it what whatever a, a group you know oh, get your advisory. little group together you know well I'm due in about two weeks <laughs> you know what I mean get together. you an older mom get you a, a mom and I mean older like a seasoned mom like a mom who's yeah, has yeah. some older children yep and then you know have or even that a mom person with multiples. to go have a mom with multiples you know that's what I mean by like advisory group I don't yeah. mean like yeah. a business sense, but <laughs> diversify who your your squad is because if you have a, I feel like if you have a linear of just moms that are that's all just you, mm-hmm. you don't, you can't necessarily always get the a different type of advice. Yes, right. Yes, because a mom with yeah different perspectives. Yes, so mm-hmm. I know Tasha thinks I'm only business, but I, mean, I, know, I use the word no. advisory board, but you know, I, know. What I meant like you know. Get you some people. Get you. <laughs> okay. Get you some people. Okay. Um, you know, we we have we've had guest mammologists um tell us, you know, our, our podcast. I mean, I'm not shameless plug. Uh, but numerous complaints. You know, seriously, like they wish that what? I mean, how many guest mammologists have we had that are seasoned mothers and said, Where where was this ten years ago? Well, ten years ago, neither one of us had kids. But <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Though, and then also right? just the, and when you just or think about it, like yes. us. I was gonna say or podcast like whole, us. Well, this yeah. whole different spin of media and, and yeah. culture and stuff like that. So yeah, it was hard then. Yeah. Look at me. I can only imagine look at me. As I think about my mama, it was hard then. Yeah, I don't know how they did. How- well, well, we talked it, about yeah, the village. The that village. Was the day we talked about old school. They had, they, had, they had an old school crew. Exactly. Um, mentor- mentorship doesn't end till you die. And I say that to say, again, get your crew. Um, mentorship could be as informal as, you know, going back to the Tyler Perry example of him being at the kitchen table with, with the elders and uh they were playing dominoes, and he was sitting there listening to all them conversations. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing for you to host a game night and sitting there absorbing all the information in the tea. I would, okay, I would love to do that, though. As I think about it, when I was listening, I was like, man, I would love to just do something on Friday night, you know, or or you know, Sundays at two o'clock, you know, like all all. Of, my mom, friends, or whatever, just come and play cards or something. Y'all, y'all heard talk. I, I didn't say, they, look, they all but first of all, look, let me get my house, house in right. order, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, why I look down. Y'all I didn't just, see me. I, I looked just down. Did I said, some painting I know a few weeks ago. Stuff is, is a mess. It's a ride. <laughs> it's her goal for the year. We're we going to keep her on task for it. She's going to be hosting Sundays at Tasha's. <laughs> so, but nah. But you know, ment- like I said, mentorship doesn't end till you die. I mean, even when you are about to be um, a mom uh, of an empty nester, you know, we did an episode on that, and that mother was like, "It'd been great for someone to talk to her about what the that next life looks like, right? Without the kids in the house and that whole thing. Mommyhood doesn't end till you die, right? As well as mentorship. Um, and what legacy are you leaving? Not just for your children, but for another family. Mm-hmm. You know, things right. to think about. You right. Things to think about. And so, so let's close out. And yeah. again, we are. I'm closing out with another Tyler Perry quote from that speech. So, <laughs> in essence, there are people's lives who are tied into your dream, mm. right? I'm not where I want to be in order to help someone else. But like I said, contributions don't have to be tangible. Just a simple holding of the hand to cross the street, as Tyler stated, is enough. So just a simple Mm. acknowledgement, a simple handhold is just enough to help somebody cross. On that note. Mm Mm-hmm. Please check out additional resources and links in our show notes, including information on our podcast partner, Hack Electronics. We ask that you rate and review this and other episodes, or send us an email at mahoganymomology at gmail.com. Then continue the conversation via our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter pages. Until next time, this is Mel. And I'm Tosh. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye.